Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. I'm Tony Haggerty at A Haggerty 10 and I'm delighted to welcome back after two-day hiatus back onto the briefing the wonderful Sean Martin at Sean Martin TCW. Good to have you back, bro. How are you? You all right? Nah, not bad, Tony. I don't need to pass on your compliments to my wife. I don't think she's ever called me wonderful. So. <laughs> well, there you have it. Please let her know you're highly thought of in this in this uh, parish, all right, so all good. Uh, yes, Celtic stay nine points clear at the top of the table. 3-1 victory over Hearts last night. We will come to that, Sean, in due course. But as I always implore you every day or ask you to sign up to the Celtic Way, subscribe. And you can hit it with all click of a button, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. It'll cost you £2 for two months of unlimited access to everything that's written on the website. And you can help support top quality football journalism on the Celtic Way, covering the club you love. That's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. We thank everybody that's already done that. And if you're new to it, hit that button. You won't be disappointed. And we also say thank you to our sponsors, Seneca. And as you all know by now, the Celtic Way Morning Briefing is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group. And Seneca are the number one hair transplant company in Europe and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments. And you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video. Now, Sean, a 3-1 win for Celtic last night. Yep. They got there in the end, didn't they? I agreed with the manager. Maybe it wasn't as fluent as it could have been, but three tremendous goals, Sean. High quality goals. Aye, it was. Uh, I think to take the result, First, I suppose, given it was the second game in a row that they've gone 1-0 down early yeah. and then come back and you're right, scored some really good goals to win comfortably. I think the result's still a good win. Obviously, any win's a good win at this stage of the season anyway, but, but I think even in the context, I think it's a good win. Um, keeps that nine-point gap at the top. And All right, technically, it's now a goal fewer in the goal difference stakes, Tony, but I think that's hardly of any consequence. So, uh, so I 3-1 result against the third-best team in the league. It's a good one, and it's also a wee... Uh, I think maybe going behind, although they ended up winning comfortably, given it's the same opponents on Saturday and maybe two different lineups, but I still think that might actually work in their favour that Hearts gave them a brief scare getting into Saturday. Yeah. I mean, the cat, Angie's 100 games, Sean. Yep. 74th win, 253 goals. They can't all be killer. There has to be some filler in there, isn't there, sometimes? And I think, <laughs> and the, <laughs> I think the results at this stage of the season, there's 10 to go. You're talking about results and once both. We've spoken about that at great length. The performance and the result, doesn't he? Once both. Yeah. Got one last night, didn't he, the result? But in the performance aspect of it, the three goals were great. Gary McDowell was right. He did say it was going to be 3-1, so big up to Gary. What was uh, what was Aidens? I can't remember what Aidens was. Aidens was 3-0. Hmm. Mines was 4-0, no. no. which okay. was gone early doors. So, ah, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, but... Results at this stage of the season, Sean, are paramount. And mm -hmm. you would take the exact same on Saturday, wouldn't you? Oh, I definitely, especially on Saturday, given yeah, the, the context of it being you're out. <laughs> you're yeah, just exactly. out if you don't, if you, if you don't get it. So, no, I think uh, you're right in, in, in the comments. People are right that they weren't at their best, not the scintillating best anyway. Um, but I do think Postacoglu mentioned the, the way that those three goals came about because that was a glimpse of their, their kind of yeah. best even though the whole game, it wasn't necessarily there. And I, I think he, he did say they weren't very fluid, and I think that's, I think that was a, a fair comment. 
Let's take the three goals, Sean. Mm -hmm. First one, wonderful pass from Ralston to Kyogo. Mm -hmm. Kyogo squares it to Maida. Beautiful goal. And I know VAR checks every goal, but why were they checking that for any kind of... Well, I mean, it checks every goal more. It was more yeah. the more the, the fact that they checked it for so long was what I was kind of... Yeah, that's what I mean. They're left to Because every goal will get checked, but the fact that it was nowhere near it means it, yeah. should, it should be a, a very, very quick check. And I suppose they would say, well, rather we checked it for a wee bit longer and got everything right than than, than not, but they don't get everything right anyway. So, it's, <laughs> so I, no, I just think sometimes they, they make a rod for their own back. With, uh, with the length of time, as Postacoglu's mentioned that in particular, not necessarily the technology, not even necessarily the people operating it per se, the time it's taking these people to use that technology is something that he's mentioned several times this season that, that annoys him more than anything else. But as an equalising goal goes, Sean, bump, 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 it's Why? in the net. Ralston's mm -hmm. past to Kyogo's amazing. You've got to see that run. The manager touched mm -hmm. on that, that. He made that run a lot and he wasn't played in. Ralston saw it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people on social media last night were having a go. Both fullbacks will have, will come to that. But I no. thought Ralston actually had a decent game considering it was his first game in months. Mm -hmm. And had, yeah. he scored, had he scored that overhead kick, I think we'd all have just retired. <laughs> I think we'd, um, he tried that that kind of almost becoming his kind of trademark now. Yeah, um, that that defence splitting pass in between the left centre back, uh, the, the opposition left centre back and left back. Um, he tried it once and it was it was a poor attempt at it. Yeah. But as as I always go back to with the, the kind of post-Coglu resilience, it doesn't necessarily mean just sitting in your 18-yard line and kicking things away. It means trying things and then having the belief to try it again if it was the right decision and just didn't come off. Greg Taylor does it all the time. He might try a, a wee inside pass like that and it doesn't come off. No, none better than against Rangers last year where he tried it, didn't work, had the opportunity again a few minutes later and did it rather than going into his shell and thinking, well, it didn't work the last time. And that's the kind of resilience that Postacoglu talks mm. about. Ralston showed that last night because he tried it, it was a poor attempt, and then ended up pulling it off twice later in the game. Well, to the extent, about, yeah. to the extent that I says to you, was that Aaron Moy that played that pass? <laughs> and I wasn't, even, I wasn't even kidding. I thought it was Aaron Moy until I saw the replay. And it's the same resilience that uh, the manager talks about, Dyson Reader. He might run at you and lose the ball or get nowhere, but he's going to run at you again. Nah, and he's also going to get into those positions every time, whether he yeah. misses or not. Man. And I was disappointed for Maida because I thought he was playing really, really well. Mm -hmm. He was getting a lot of joy, and he got a, and I thought a goal was worthy of his minutes on the field. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a cracking goal because he just he was in tune with his compatriots. As soon as he got the ball, that near post run, he's going to play it in there. I'll get on the end of it. And I thought he was looking really sharp, so he'd pick up that injury. Mm -hmm. I was quite annoyed. But I still have to say, if, if Haxabanovic is the replacement, then... Well, I know. I'll I mean, we, that, you we, know. Were talking, we were talking <laughs> last night after the game, and, and um, I was saying, listen, even if you were going to rotate anyway for the cup, but say you weren't, and Maida's dropping out, it's it's not exactly a hardship to be saying that you're going to be starting, say, at Haxabanovic, is it? And it might be, Spoiler alert from a predicted lineup, but it might be that I finally get to see that front three that I've mentioned of Haxabanovic, Kyogo, and Jota together. It might not be. Obviously, it might be a bad. It might be. It might be Forrest. It might be any bit of back. But, um, but I'm I'm thinking I'm getting excited at the thoughts maybe those three. Yeah. Second goal, Sean. Brilliant player from Jota mm -hmm. to win the ball back, but he's redink to Moyes just sublime. It's absolutely brilliant. It opens up the space. 
and Moy does what he does best. Maybe having a quiet game by Moyes, exceptionally high standard. But the movement of Kyogo just walks away from that defender and Moy plays him in. It's a brilliant pass. And you know where it's going to end up as soon as Kyogo's in that position. There is no doubt where it's going to end up. So, uh, again, another three-man move, but brilliantly executed and brilliantly finished. He made it look quite easy. Um, yeah. Just for, for Aaron Moy, it's a routine pass. But for Kyogo, it was coming on his weaker foot. But the way that he left that defender for dead, and I think that's, that's probably testament to how much he'd run before that yes. to, to accumulate that level of fatigue so that he just physically couldn't go with him because he wasn't actually that far away from him. I yeah. didn't think um, when, when Kyogo started moving. So he just made it look very, very simple. And then to take it uh, with his left foot like that, we bit of power on it. I mean, it was just a, it was just the finish of a man who is feeling it. That that was what John Hartson was alluding to when he said there was Larson-esque qualities to Kyogo. His movement to just walk away from the, the Hearts defender and get himself space. That was that's what Larson used to do as well. Just ghost into space. I spoke to defenders that tried to mark him. Hearts defender probably thought he had him and he'd vanished into thin air next thing. The keeper's picking the ball out of the net because it's as quick as that. And, uh, you know, great vision from Jota, great vision from Moy, brilliant off-the-ball movement from Kyogo, balls mm-hmm. in the net. You know, so uh, once Celtic went 2-1 ahead, I thought that was it. They would be, they would be comfortable. There'd be no coming back for Hearts because they didn't do much in the second half in terms of threatening the goal. don't think they threatened the goal that much at all, but mm-hmm. I have to credit them for their goal. I thought it was a really good goal. Right. It, it was, aye, it? Position uh, to be fair, great crossing. Wasn't from, they offside? Wasn't they offside for no, me? Wasn't they offside for no. you? I, don't think it was, I saw a few, a, a bit of a debate, but I didn't, I didn't think there really was. I yeah. thought it was a really good goal. Just thought they exploited the space really well, and sometimes yeah. you just got to hold your hands up and say, they, they did that well. And, you yeah. know, you joke for Celtic, but third goal from our man, Sead Hacksabanovic, who we, Hacksaw's goal outstanding, couldn't agree more, Tam Mack. Axel's goal was just well, yep, indeed, Jason Lee. We've been bigging him up, Sean, on this briefing for a long time. If you yep. regular viewers will know that, we just feel that deep down, Hearts of Bannock's goal, wonderful, Kevin Ferrier, indeed, that we think there's a real player in there and we can't wait. And I was really delighted that the manager said he'd showed tremendous attitude, Sean, mm-hmm. and for various reasons he's not had an extended run in the team. But I love to hear that, that there is no disharmony there. Even Haksabanovic himself just sort of said he's delighted. Well, I uh, back scoring the manager's got your back at all times, and well, I, that's what I was going to say. It was reciprocated when when, when yeah. went out and done his his interview. I think it was with the BBC, and and that is but that is what he said that he feels as if Ange Postecoglou's a manager who's got your back, and I think that it means a lot coming from any player that plays under you. I, I, I presume, right? But it, it probably means to me anyway. It means that wee bit more when it's a player who's not really been playing that much for yeah, various yeah. reasons, whether it was his injury, form of others, acclimatising, whatever. Um, I think it means that wee bit more because for a player who hasn't been one of your one of your favourites, one of your standout players, one of your stars, one of your regulars, to come out and say, no, I feel he's got my back, I feel he's got what's, what's best in mind for me and everything that he said, I think I, I, that speaks a lot to the harmony in that squad. It also speaks to me as... How do you keep players like that happy? Listen to Haksabanovic's interview. Mm-hmm. That's how you keep players like that happy. You know, guys that are champing at the bit to to get a game and coming on and producing. I mean, beautiful goal, the clincher. That's it. Results uh, beyond doubt then. 
but you just know that Haxaban obviously have a wee bit of class about him. Uh-huh. You, you, in all the most of the performances that he's put in, he scored a beautiful goal against. I think it was Ross County, wasn't it, when he when he guided it in? Dundee United. No, maybe was it Ross County? I thought it was Dundee United. Maybe, but might well have been. No, uh, it doesn't. I you, know can't goal, you know the goal I'm talking about. The I know, game. I know. I, I, it yeah. was like almost like the arc that the Hooper goal against yeah, Rangers. Put Rangers yeah. So yeah. I, uh, you know, you just know that there's certain moments that Matt Yow is having something a wee bit different to offer. Uh-huh. And uh, the question is, does he start on Saturday? He starts if my he does not fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've, like, already fit, I've, myself, could, uh, I've already maybe talked myself into putting him in regardless. But then again, I've tried that a few times and it's it's not worked. <laughs> um, Pete McGee says, does anyone else think that Haxa Barnovich looks older than twenty three? I think he does, but I also think he he plays as if he's older than twenty three because he's he's got that. It's obviously up there. It's up there rather than a physical thing. But especially in, in in Scotland, he seems to have that wee that we split second step ahead, that wee extra yeah. bit of that wee extra bit of composure that most of the defenders so far that I see just don't they they, they bite every time. Yeah, because uh, he's been threatening to score a goal like that Tony for a while when he's coming oh, yeah. stuff. Um, it looks eager to score. He takes some shots. He gets himself into positions. He, he dummies. He faints. All of that. Uh, it was just the finish that was missing the last few times because he had been doing that to the defenders. This time the finish was there as well. I think he also, uh, I think he was also determined to make up for the chances that he missed Aye. Mm-hmm. in the League Cup final. You could see that 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 was a guy determined to leave the part last night, having got his name on the score sheet, which is good. I like that. Um, well, just before we move on from Haxabanovich, M Young's come in and saying if Real Hatati's ever rested, what about using Haxabanovich in that position? He's played there. He's played there before him as yeah. one of the one of the centre mids, um, eights, tens, whatever way you want to put it. He's played as as a I kind of forward-thinking midfielder. I've no no qualms whatsoever if he if he gets used in there. I think he can be used both out wide and in there. He played up front for a while as well, but I don't don't expect him to be used there. Um, so no, I I don't see the problem with that. The other thing I suppose you would say is uh, if Hatati's been rested as what happened last night, then you're looking maybe elsewhere in the midfield to get people game to yeah. Matt really get a start, depending on the the. The games leading up to this hypothetical situation has Aaron Moy started a lot. Then you've got David Turnbull to think of. You've got Tomoki Iwata to think of now as well, who came on because you, you could move McGregor up one. So it's probably not as simple as just saying, right, if Atati's not going to play, put Haxabanovic yeah. in there. But in a vacuum, I've got no problem with him playing if uh, playing in that position. No, at all. I haven't either. Now, other uh, personnel that came in, obviously the two fullbacks, Sean Ralston and Alexandro Bernabe. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw a lot of uh, social media having a pop at both of them last night. Uh, as I say, I thought Ralston played very well. A couple of cacking defence splitting passes. One Celtic got a goal from, and the other they should have got a goal from. Ralston made the first goal, having his pass to goal, exactly, Jason. And the one in the second half where he well, defence splitter to Abada, whose cross was terrible. Kyogo mm-hmm. was late waiting there for a tap in. Had he done that right? And the manager spoke about that as well. Kyogo made so many runs and could have been played in a lot more. Ralston's cross the Yeah, and I'm allowing for the fact that he, he was ring rusty. Mm. But uh, you know, lots of people were picking up on the negativity or the things they did wrong. I, I'm I'm more a glass full kind of guy, you know. I, I thought he did a few things right. Granted, he was out of position for the goal. He got caught. I, I wrote that in the, in the man by man's, but I actually thought he, he came on to a game after that and as I say, his overhead kick attempt was really unlucky. Robson mm-hmm. Rusty says Alan Robertson, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but 
I still thought overall he did very well. And I think the overriding factor with Alexandre Bernabe is I think going forward he looks he looks comfortable going forward. It's just his defensive abilities that are in question, isn't it? And his distribution at times, Sean, I think is erratic at mm. best. And his challenge, I just saw earlier, he had a challenge last night, I think it was Atkinson, wasn't it? Highly debatable. Had he been carded of any mm. sort, yellow or red, I don't think he could have had any qualms about that. Uh, Plunge McNugget coming in saying he thinks it was accidental and should have had a yellow card. Um, I think he was running a risk, Tony, is what I'll yeah. say. Uh, I'll come back to Ralston, but in terms of Burnaby, yeah, apart from that dodgy tackle, and a couple of impetuous moments aside, you've got to you've got to legislate for the fact that neither of the fullbacks have had that much game time recently. Yeah. I know Bernabeu played against uh, Morton, but still. Um, aside from that, I thought he did well in there again, especially in the second half, and especially given that relative lack of, of match time. Um, he, he technically got an assist. He gave the ball to Haksabanovic, wasn't it? Yes. Um, and that's the kind of thing where it goes down as an assist, but obviously the guy who scored the goal did the vast majority of that work. But nonetheless, and there was a comment earlier, I can't remember if I saved it, I did. Gary McDowell, Bernabe's running to the box for the third, took two defenders away as well. So he gave him the ball, but then he continued his running, two people followed him, allowed Haksabanovic to drift into a wee, bit of, a wee bit of extra space. And then you know what he did after that. So quite right for Gary to point that out. And, and I do think there's there's been more than one comment uh, saying that for both of the fullbacks, Jamie, one of one of them saying it here, both fullbacks were looking rusty in the first half, but both looked much improved in the second. And I, th- I think that sums it up for me. Now, yeah. we, we had a, when we phoned each other after the game, after you'd done your ratings and stuff, I gave you a phone and, and you were saying, we'd seen a couple of comments about Ralston in particular that, that, that maybe you'd marked him too high with an eight. I, I probably would have given him a seven, but there was people kind of commenting saying that he, as if that was far too much, as if he had an actively poor game. And I don't think he was poor. Um, I think Sons of Scotland saying he's not played since December, he's going to be rusty, is, is right. I think when you when you compile everything, yes, he was he was culpable for that, that Hearts goal. But except for that and a couple of fouls, I did think he settled into a good game. Yeah, given, again, to, not to hammer home the point, but given it was his first start and his first minutes of any description in the first team since before Christmas... Um, We've talked about that pass to Kyogo for Maida's goal. It was genuinely superb, top-class pass. Um, not just to play it, but to see it to begin with, because I suppose to Coglu himself said not enough players were seeing that. Um, he nearly pulled off an overhead kick as well. You can't really judge a right-back on that, I suppose, whether he pulls it off or not, but he nearly did. Uh, so I, I, th- I, think it, I think it's quite harsh to be overly critical of him last night. I think a seven is what I'd have gave him. I've, I would be pushing more towards an eight than a five though put it that way yeah of course so I mean and that's that we all see it differently don't we and I'm not saying that uh, <laughs> Jason Leaf Tony asked me that I could kill or cry with joy I'm not saying that other people's opinions are wrong I just thought there was a kind of it's a bit of a pile on I think and especially with Bernabe as well there was, there was a touch of the star Starfelts mm-hmm. for me where people were just piling in on his yeah. mistakes mm-hmm. he was making and then and heavily criticising them and Again, go back to the fact that he hasn't played football, as you said, for well, the Morton game aside. But, mm. you know, so I think you have to highlight things that they do well if you're going to certainly criticise them for things that they don't do well. I, I still think his distribution can be better. I've always said that about him. Mm. I think going forward, he's, he can be a valuable asset. But it's his defensive qualities that I think 
just worry Celtic supporters because I think Hearts targeted him as well with some kind of yeah, I think diagonals with his lack of height, maybe. Andrew well. Gillier's right though that 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 happens regardless of who's yeah. playing left back. Because Taylor's not great in there either, and um, they know that Starfield, even though he's been playing really really well, is still on his unnatural side playing left yeah. centre back. Um, so Andrew Gillier's quite right yeah. that they, they do. Most teams target Celtic's kind of left yeah. back, left centre back, that inside right channel for for them area, yeah. um, and it's just a lot of things will, will will depend on how well those two deal with it. Taylor over time, but made the left back position his own. That's what mm. I mean. So there was rusty perhaps to Taylor's uh, defending when he first came to the club. But now I think everybody accepts that he's an exceptional left back, regardless of his height. You know, that doesn't matter. Bernabe was good second half plunge with Nuggets. And a lot of people saying that now. So maybe watched it again or seen more extended highlights of it. So I just felt that it was maybe unfair on the pair of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tony Ralston and Alexander Bonavi. That's all. I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying people are wrong with that. that it's clearly their opinion. But um, I err more in the glass half full with with the certain mm-hmm. Celtic things, you know. So top class vision and passing to play in Kyogo defence, but and pass my right back. Bonavi dodgy positioning defensively, but it's good going forward and he finds his pass. And the water look looked really good. I've been really impressed with the cameos from Iwata to be fair. You just like Haksabanovic. You, you want to see more of him, but you kind of struggle to see where he fits in at this moment in time. Uh-huh. Is that a uh, comment, Sean, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I do. I think it's a fair comment. I'm going to just reference something you said about Taylor there. Pete McGowan saying, remember it took yeah. Taylor at least two seasons to reach the sights. I would disagree with that. I think it took people two seasons to actually see what it was offering, and <laughs> for him to, for him to, um, to, to, yes, of course he did get better, and Ange Postecoglou proved him. But I, I was always banging that drum that there was a player in there, and that people were seeing what they wanted to see a lot with Greg Taylor. And I think both things can be true that he improved, but he wasn't actually that bad to begin with. But if you want to talk about good management and good coaching, you only need to look at the progress that Andy Ralston has made underneath yes, uh, Ange Postacoglu, so it can be done. And I'm sure Bernabe will come on leaps and bounds under Ange Postacoglu. But I just felt that some of the criticism or, you know, was, I don't say it was over the top, but I just thought it was a bit harsh. That was all. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. So, uh, but again, like everybody else, every Celtic supporter is entitled to their opinion. I just think maybe because Celtic weren't at their fluent best and as the manager said, and so it was kind of people were getting a bit uptight until they could relax when Mm -hmm. Kyogo scored to make it 2-1. Then the the easiest thing is to kind of pick holes in the team and what they weren't doing right or properly. But anyone else stand out for you, Sean? Uh, I still think think Aaron Moy kind of quietly pulled the strings again, a few key passes. I think uh, Callum McGregor actually did have a good game, even though I've seen a few comments saying he was really quite quiet. Um, Haksabarovic, we've already spoke about. Uh, I think it's... I can't really I can't really not mention him. Kyogo, Tony. Kyogo oh. stood out again. Um, 25 up. Yeah, excellent. It's anyone's guess. Up. Anyone's He'll guess get... now who's going to be closest with that well, final total. I uh, think that's 36, eh? Maybe. Yeah, you said 36, Aidan said 35, and I said 33. And I, I, there's every chance I could be out of that 
relatively soon if he, if he, he continues the, the way that he's going. If he continues the way he's going, he stays fit, starts the rest of these games, and, and Celtic get to the, the Scottish Cup final, it could start. It could be. It could be closer to you and Aiden than than me. I. Uh, fair enough. I mean, I, I don't. I don't dispute that. But it's uh, the hardest part of football is putting it in the net. But he seems to make it look easy, and uh, you, you cannot underestimate his movement. His movement. He's always on the move. He is a defender's nightmare, and and I think it's the quality that the manager sees as well. But the great thing for me is, if he's not scoring, he's contributing. You know, he, there's an assist last night. Quick thinking, put it in there. I mean. A bad, I'm sorry, uh, Maida could have fell over the ball and still scored. You know, the ball in was that good. It was just, and uh, I don't know what you thought, but I, I think uh, Xander Clark was a bit clumsy. Yeah, he was all over the place. To get, uh, to get the ball, you know, and he's, he's, he's caught him with a bad one. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, I give the goal the benefit of the doubt if it was a, a genuine attempt, but it looked mm-hmm. really clumsy to me. And had he missed it or slammed the ball of the goalkeeper, then I, I would have thought it would have been a penalty because he took him right out. You know, I mean, there was no real chance he was going to miss because the whole goal to aim at. But I would have been interested to see what would have happened if he'd have screwed it wide or hit the goalkeeper with it because I, I would have felt that that would be a poor kind of attempt. And I know they can say that it was a justifiable attempt, but he did catch him and he's had to go off the park. Mm-hmm. Because of it, you know, so I would have wondered what would have happened had, had he not scored, but he did. And I believe you won a, a personal bet, Sean. Uh, Ten yes, goals aye, from, that's from good. Maida, so good someone's job. buying you drinks, I believe. Yep, aye, uh, yes, it was a, a side bet earlier in the season um, with another journalist that was actually uh, from the Manic Rivers. He'd, he'd saw that I'd tipped uh, Maida to be a dark horse for top scorer. And basically said, nah, no chance, not having that. He'll not even get 10. So I smelled blood at that point. I'm saying, well, even if he doesn't end up top scorer, he'll get 10. He'll get to 10. So a couple of pints coming my way, Tony. Yep. It's just, a pity had, it's just a pity I had to take a clattering to get me my bet in. <laughs> Stick with the Celtic way, folks. The boy Sean knows what he's talking about, eh? Getting a few drinks on on the strength of tipping eh, my either to score 10. Well uh, done, speaking of people that know what they're talking about, Tony, we're, we're kind of speaking about um, Kyogo there. Alan Morrison's column is up this morning, mm-hmm. and you mentioned Kyogo's movement and still contributing. And uh, I'll, I'll put the link in the description. But Alan's he's got a, a great term for it. It's actually the, the name of a police album. I don't know if that's what he's uh, I don't know if that's what he's named it for. But uh, Alan calls him the ghost in the machine. Uh, mm-hmm. the Kyogo Furuhashi being the ghost in the Ansipos the Coglu machine. And he basically starts it off by saying this question, right? Yeah, would you think that what use is a striker who is never really on the ball, sometimes doesn't have that many shots and doesn't really create any chances? But yet, a Celtic striker who fits that mould a lot of the time doesn't get many touches, does it? I know he got a goal and an assist last night, so it's probably not the best time to be saying it. But doesn't really get that many touches, isn't necessarily known as being creative, and sometimes, like, that St Mirren game didn't have a shot, right? Alan's making the point that despite all of that, even in that situation, as the St Mirren game was, it still utterly changes games. And a mm-hmm. lot of that is to do with the movement, the pressing, the manner in which he's... he's I mean, I, I've called him a couple of times the cerebral assassin, Tony, because defenders just do not know, especially in Scotland, just don't know how to deal with him. They don't know how to deal with him. 
part of what Alan mentions in that is the kind of cumulative fatigue, mental fatigue, and, f- and physical fatigue that he causes defenders, even if he's not taking shots. And you saw that with, with Charles Dunn getting sent off against St Mirren. And mm-hmm. I think you saw that last night with that Hearts defender not being... Yeah. Looking as if he wasn't able to follow him in what was a fairly routine run. Um, what, what and, then, and then compiled on... Uh, sorry, compounded onto that, Ange Postecoglou himself mentioning after the game that they almost done him a disservice by not attempting to find, yeah. find his runs. Um, so, I Alan's, Alan's is there for you to read. I personally think it's, it's a really interesting. I always think Alan's stuff's interesting anyway, but I think this is particularly interesting uh, with a particularly interesting headline, which I've got to say Alan came up with himself, so I can't take any credit for that one this time. Um, but I think it's timely because it's back-to-back games where it's, it's one, St Mirren, no shots, still impacted the game greatly. And then two hearts, goal and an assist impacting the game directly, but still doing it in the way that he did against St Mirren. The only difference was he got his shot and he got his goal. Which is why he remains Ange Postecoglou's number one striker. Aye. When he's fit, he always plays. He yeah. plays big games because that's exactly what he brings to the table. Jack and Mac has found it hard to oust him from that mm-hmm. slot. Bo's got a job in his hands if he's going to uh, oust him from that slot as well. But you you saw last night. I mean that. I mean that. I talk about it again. But his movement for that goal was sensational. He just walked away from the Hearts defender, and the minute it lands in his feet, you know where it's going. No hesitation. A high shot. Going nowhere near it. Bang! And the minute that goal was in, everybody breathes a sigh of relief, don't they? They know Celtic are going to go on and win. And it was a question of where they're going to score three, three or more or, or whatever uh, before the end because they knew they would, they would pile it on. And Haxabanovic's uh, goal sort of put a kind of decent gloss on the scoreline, to be fair, despite the fact that they weren't weren't great the whole game, but they did enough and they, they got the result in the end, dug out a decent result. And again, going on to Saturday, I think Hart's team will be changed greatly as well but uh, Celtics might be too well mm. not greatly but they'll certainly be more regular a couple I think yeah, I know uh, yeah correct now I'm sorry speaking. just before we move on from Kyogo um, Andrew Galea just reiterating that Ange Postecoglou says that Celtic don't find him enough and I did find that interesting after the game Tony that, that he made a point of saying it again yeah, it's, yeah. Not it's not the first time he said it and it's certainly not the first time that we've been talking about him uh, not being found, it's not a new critique. It's in fact, I would argue it's something that plenty of people have brought up since he signed in summer 2021. Um, but the timing of that comment this time, I think, bodes well because theoretically, similar to when he says that not enough people were uh, making their runs from deep into the box in central areas, it's going to give people a jump start to go for him that wee bit more often, and yeah. that could lead to even more goals than we've predicted. Of course. Yeah, without a doubt. So that's yeah, we we shall see come the end of the season, Sean, how many goals he gets. But yeah, I I agree that they don't think you'll go enough, but you need certain players to be tuned into that wavelength right. at certain times. Ralston was for the first goal. Jota was when he gave him that pass against Ferenc Faros, you know, in Europe, that kind of thing, you know. So yeah, and Moy again switched on to just shunt it to him beautifully last night, so they Perhaps the most, perhaps well, the most memorable one for me is uh, he done it a few times. Tom Rogic could find him 
quite yeah. a few things, but obviously the, the Hibs Cup final. Hibs Cup final, yeah, free kick. Yep. He looks up, Kyogo's going to be running. I'll just pat, I'll just pat, uh, yeah. Yeah. place Bring that in, in there. Yeah. He'll, he'll be there. Um, of course. So, yeah. Now, we spoke about Angie's comments. Sean, mm-hmm. now, shall we talk about Robbie Nielsen's comments? Uh, briefly, aye, briefly, if, if, you, if you like, aye. Um, he was uh, is, this the, is this the decapitation required for a Celtic yes. Red Card comment? And yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. he, I think it was a, an attempt at humour, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a poor choice of phrase, to be fair. And I'll declare now, I like Robbie Nielsen as a Hearts manager in my journalistic and professional capacity. I got on really well with him. He's one of the good guys, let me say, that just now... Uh, some people disagree with that, but I thought last that comment last night was mm, iffy to say the least. But I don't know if it was an attempt, maybe, to say to referees on Saturday. Well, that's what I was. That's out, what I was you know, mm-hmm. a bit pressure on which, which is, if that's its intention, then I guess he's not alone in doing that. A lot of managers do that, no. don't they? But I just thought it was a poor choice of word. Let's put it that way. That that's all I would say because uh, I do I do like Nielsen. I think he's all right. Um, to be fair to him, I think the the Bernabe tackle was a stoter, so yeah. I'd have wanted it looked at if I were in his shoes as well. That said, I do think I I think he, he went a wee bit, even if it was an attempt at humour, but that notwithstanding, I think he, he's a wee bit overboard with his comments after about, afterwards about decapitation, yeah. etc. A bit bit childish, um, but I do suspect it's probably for uh, for Saturday's benefit. Yeah, an element of pressure on the. Uh, the official for Saturday. Yeah. That's fine. We shall move on from that. Now, Sean, it's an anniversary today, isn't it? Yep. 58 years ago today, Jock Steen took over as the manager at Celtic Park and we did a video special with Johnny Owen, who produced the Three Kings documentary. Three Kings being Jock Steen, Matt Busby, and Bill Shankly, and I think you're going to put a link to that video well, special. Yeah. If you haven't watched yeah. that, I would urge you to watch that because Johnny Owen absolutely adores Jockstein, doesn't he? Yes. Johnny Owen, Welsh actor, filmmaker, a DJ, podcaster, extraordinaire. Man, man of many talents, Johnny yes, Owen. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, uh, Jock, who Tony says, PPG, you mean Mr. Steen? Okay, Mr. Steen. Uh, I'll call him Mr. Steen then, give him his uh, correct title. But yes, he he kindly did a, an hour-long special with us, didn't he, to promote the book and yep. the film. And it's, a, it's an excellent watch. Just want to listen to Johnny and talking about his, his love for Jock Steen and all those three managers, in particular Bill Shankly and Matt Busby. But his particular love for Jock Steen shines through in that. And yeah, 58 years ago, Sean. Yeah, there you go, eh? Yeah. Mr. Steen, after that, well, I suppose technically he was appointed before that, but taking the reins from that day on, yep, I think the next game they won 6 0. <laughs> I, I think that's the, the order of events. He, t- he takes the reins officially, and then I think, what is he, Adrian's, but I can't remember, and I think it was 6 0. Yep, yeah, and uh, it changed the course of Celtic's history and of uh, Scottish football's history, of football's history, you could argue. Yeah. I remember when we, um, when we, when you you very impressively got John Clark last year as a big interview on the anniversary of Lisbon, 
and we done like uh, we had John Clark, we had different things on, and I done a kind of companion piece. Just I went through all the archives, um, looking at the the run to Lisbon, all the newspaper reports, me being me, tallied up all the goals and assists and all that, that kind of stuff. Uh, but done like a, a a run through of of the the journey to Lisbon, and and it, I say then that that you can make the argument that the history of European football can be separated into before Celtic and after Celtic when it comes to the European Cup. And uh, that arguably all started on this day 58 years ago. can disagree with that. I've said before that Celtic's uh, display, Real Madrid's display at Hamden in 1960, Celtic's display in Lisbon in 67. Before the Dutch gave it its proper name, to me that was total football, Sean. Mm-hmm. And I won't have anyone say any different. It was a a version of total football because Steen was heavily influenced. Sorry, Mister Steen was heavily influenced by the Real Madrid side of nineteen sixty with the Stefano Puskas, Hento, Santa Maria, mm-hmm. all those great players, and uh, modelled the Celtic team on uh, that team, that, Real, that great Real Madrid side. And if it's you what you would call a through line, Tony. It's what yes. you would call a through line in, your, in a couple of pieces you've done. You've done, I remember, on Ange Postacoglu, Ferenc Puskas, yes. uh, and Jockstein, right? But obviously, you can you can trace this. It's almost like ancestry. You're saying Steen with yes. the Real Madrid team. Uh, you've got the Dutch in the total football. You've got Jimmy Hogan, Runas Mikels. You've got all, all of that. And there's, there's links throughout it all. And in fact, it takes us nicely to the Three Kings because Jockstein, Matt Busby and Bill Shankly all knew each other. Yes, um, as well, all all tempered in the, the coal mines, some Lanarkshire, some uh, some not, but it's um, aye, I think there's a through line there with with all the greats. It's worth the watch, guys, if you haven't watched it already. Uh, it's it's a cracking documentary, it's a cracking film, it's a cracking book as well, and uh, I would urge you to to give it a view if if you if you haven't. But yeah, important uh, anniversary today. Pete McGee would big up to. Mr. Steen, uh-huh. yeah, indeed, I, I, I should uh, get that right in future, Sean. It's not Jock Steen, I didn't know him personally, Mr. Steen to me. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, we move on to Saturday, Sean, same opponents, different venue. Your your man was the hero the last time. We yes, there, it Chela. was, I, so it was. <laughs> You going for him to be the hero again, or would you like that? Well, if he's fit, which which I suppose the Coglu says that he expects him to be, then I think he will play. So not ruling out, Tony. No, not ruling out. <laughs> well, that's been nearly forty minutes on dissecting last night. I think we've covered all the bases there. I'm sure there'll be something we'll have. Well, I think we've we've covered them all. If there's something yeah. I've missed, put it in the comments, guys. But there you go. But as I do at the end of every briefing we ask you to subscribe to the celtic way thanks for the comments we appreciate it we always love the interaction that we get in the community that we've built here it's it's amazing that you tune in every day you've made it part of your day we thank you for that and it costs you two pounds for two months of unlimited access to everything that's written on the website you can read alan's stuff today you can go and check out the three kings video if you want all for the click of a button www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe that's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe we also say thank you to Seneca and the Celtic Way Morning Briefing is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group and Seneca are the number one hair transplant company in Europe and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments and you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video Sean 
trebles on the line on Saturday. Winner takes all match. We same opponents, Hearts at Tynecastle. I always love Tynecastle. It is a bear pit. It's tremendous. The atmosphere is always great. It will be heightened because it's a quarterfinal of the Scottish Cup and there is something to play for, something on the line. And says these are the kind of games that gets his juices flowing. I'm sure the players will be the same. But they take the kind of, they take the bragging rights going into this one, don't they, Sean? Oh, aye. But it counts yep. for nothing. Need to turn up, need to play again. Mm-hmm. I look and, forward to previewing that tomorrow, Tony. We yes. And score prediction. Predictions. I'm talking about some of those positions that I was talking about today <laughs> and see if, I, see if between then and now I've actually second guessed myself and changed a few things. Or... Yeah, whisper it quietly. Haxabanovich is going to be in Sean Start 11. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shout it out to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but no, brilliant, Sean. Good to have you back, sir. Uh, enjoyed that. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. We'll take care. Terrific Thursday. We'll see you for a fabulous Friday tomorrow. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, guys.